BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. I banish thee from Salem <gasps> forever. They were right to fear thee. Magic has a way of uniting. Happy 16th birthday, child. I have a gift for my favorite customers. Legend has it, it's on the 16th birthday that a witch gets her powers. We have to steal their souls. Whoa, 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 wait, can we talk about this? No. <laughs> we must fly! <laughs> Not freak out. The provincial maniac obsessed with getting revenge on Salem sounds very bad for Salem. We should get some salt. Why? So we taste better when they eat us? <laughs> feet under. Stop! I am a good zombie! Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and this month we're continuing what we did last month. In November, we talked about Hocus Pocus, the classic, classic Halloween film in November. This month, we are talking about its sequel, Hocus Pocus 2, that came out in 2022. And joining me again will be Brie Nagarin, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. I did want to mention a couple of things here real quick. First off, as uh, we have launched a new set of forums at nerdandtie.social, um, if you want to talk to me, if you want to talk about stuff, go to nerdandtie.social. It's free. It's great. The website is incredibly mobile-friendly. So if you're still just using a smartphone for everything, it's still check it out. It's it's really simple to use, really simple to set up an account. And uh, I don't know. I think it's I I in my day to day life. Please remember that I'm a massive nerd and I rail against the centralized Internet. And I figured, what the heck, let's do something about that and make a community space that is just ours. So that's that's what we're doing there. Um also, I don't, I always plug it at the end of the show, but I do want to remind people that I do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. If you want to support this show and get episodes like this a whole week early, if you go to my Patreon, you can do that. I think that's, I think that's enough intro here and enough plugging of stuff. I'm sure you want to get into the actual 
thing where I talk to Bree about Hocus Pocus 2. So, here's Bree Nagarin. Hey, Bree. Hi, Trey. <laughs> We're talking. It's it's been so long since I talked to you last. It's been a oh, whole gosh. month. A whole month has gone by since. It, don't no one pay attention to us being in the same clothes. Oh, uh, it seems like no time's passed at all. <laughs> we we are talking about Hocus Pocus two, yes. um, which uh, came out a year ago, mm-hmm. and I thought about doing an episode about this a year ago, and then I didn't. <laughs> then I didn't. And so we're doing it now, because uh, yeah, um, so Hocus Pocus two came out in uh, twenty twenty two, and it. Uh, did it come out in theaters or just on Disney Plus? I think it was just on Disney Plus. I think um, it was just on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Uh, which is fine because I uh, don't go out to theaters anymore. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, the no. world is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, it, it brings back, we we bring back Bette Midler, just Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, and Doug Jones. Um, yes. But obviously uh, the kids have grown up and we don't care about them um because can you think of when people fondly remember hocus pocus they don't fondly remember the kids not so much (laughs) they only they finally they fondly remember the child murderers um because again i just want to remind you that and this is really important for this film i feel like emotionally sometimes this film forgets it these are repeated child murderers yep Keep that in your heart and mind as you watch this movie. There will be spo- like so. I didn't worry about worrying about warning about spoilers with the first one because that movie came out in 1993. This mm-hmm. movie came out a year ago. Not everybody has Disney Plus. There will this episode will be so full of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I will say if you're watching a Hocus Pocus movie for the plot, I think you've picked the wrong franchise because. Yeah. This move watching these movies is about the vibes and Bette Midler vamping. So yes. just and Sarah Jessica Parker uh doing weird physical comedy and uh Kathy Najimy just being goofy. Barking. Uh <laughs> <laughs> in a very funny way. Yes. Uh they yeah. You you mentioned in the previous episode uh her being, you know, from the three stooges, but I think like there's a lot modeled on the three stooges with the three of these characters oh, God, to yes. begin with um they are it. heavily heavily inspired but so this movie comes out you know decades later um it comes out you know what 29 years later um which, because, which is an odd interval but okay because money um because, money. because let's let's we we live in a nightmare ip situation where everything's getting rebooted and refreshed and um, I guess at least they were smart enough to know that remaking uh, Hocus Pocus was not going to be worth it. Just do a sequel because yeah. uh, you're not going to replicate Bette Midler. Um, no. Although the, the, in the opening scene, the young actress does a pretty good job. Um, they <clears> took the notes. Yeah. Those actresses were amazing. So, Snaps so, and for them. So um, I'm going to actually. We, the, the set. 
I yeah. just wanted to make a quick note about the set because they they do the same opening like flying over water. I love that, and it's a it's either the same Salem Town set or an extremely similar one to the first movie. I would love to know if that was purpose built or if that is like some sort oh, of oh yeah for the for the historical version of the village yeah because it's really really good yeah. like it's it's pretty it's not perfect obviously but it's pretty period accurate to how like the houses would have looked how things would vaguely have been set up there would have been more well, to it obviously I wonder, but i wonder if the externals in the first one like were actually because so they in the first movie we didn't mention this in the earlier episode the first movie the exteriors were shot in massachusetts mm-hmm. like the internal stuff was on a set and the graveyard was a set uh, but like the, whenever you see them around town in the first movie, they're either in Salem or they're in a nearby town in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So they they did um, uh, they did do a lot of on location shooting actually, and it wasn't like and often you'll see in 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 low budget stuff like California or even even in high budget stuff, California or Vancouver doubling for um, various Everywhere. parts. And I don't know if they. Uh, in the first movie, they did shoot a lot of that actually in in Salem, um, and they did they. Hocus Pocus two. Looking it up, um, they built they built a lot of those sets actually in Rhode Island. Okay. Um, and and they did a like they they did some production in Salem, but they also did production in Providence, uh, Rhode Island. Um, oh, okay, yeah. All right, that tracks. That yeah. tracks. And there's there's some historic sites out in Providence. So yeah, I could I could see that happening. Fair enough. I was just impressed with it. I was like, yeah. oh, this is yes, yeah, somebody actually like did their homework and you know, they, didn't they, just they, go yeah. random random old looking log cabins. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, good. Yeah. So I don't so I'm assuming like I don't know if those exteriors are a real thing in like or if they were purpose built for the movie, because like I know they built some sets and some exterior sets like on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, in, uh, it might have been purpose built. It's got to be purpose built. But anyways, uh, so what I'm going to yeah. do is the first movie we um, we kind of interspersed our commentary with the plot. I'm actually going to try to rush through the plot of this movie and then we'll yeah. talk about it uh, gotcha. because um, I feel like some of the discussions that might come out of that are more interesting than the movie itself. Um, <laughs> So we open up with a flashback to 1653, uh, where uh, we get meet the young Sanderson sisters, who are played by the young actresses who do a phenomenal job. Um, uh, yes. Anyways, uh, this guy Reverend Trask, who is played by Tony Hale, uh, it banishes the Sanderson sister for defying church authority by refusing to uh, marry this guy, who also doesn't want to marry her. And I feel like when. Winnie being stupid, really, like she and this John Pritchett could have worked together to not marry each other. Like I, I feel like yeah. they could have gotten out of this a different way. But um, anyways, they end up uh running off into a nearby forest uh because uh, Tony Hill freaks out about a spider um, and uh, there they meet uh this witch who's played by the same actress who plays Rebecca on uh, Ted Lasso who I forget her name um god what is what is that actress's name it's uh, uh that's uh, Hannah Hannah Waddington Waddingham Hannah Waddingham as uh uh who's a witch who also eats kids 
but uh, the the she says it because she's gonna eat them, um, and then uh, but she instead decides to uh, she dissects that Winnie is powerful because apparently being a witch is partially an inborn thing in this universe, which great. I mean, whatever, just retconning shit. Um, because you know what we're never gonna mention in this entire film? A pact with the devil. At no point are we gonna mention the devil in this movie. Or that um, that's where the book came from. Yep. Yep. <laughs> because Mother Witch gives them the book. The book is a pre existing thing, so uh them getting the book. Uh she explicitly warns them never to cast the uh the magical maximum spell. So which why is would it make in there? These are all powerful. <laughs> To be fair, if the devil wrote the book, uh, the devil's a dick. Um, also, like it's, she warns him not to use it. Uh, you'll notice she's alone, and seems to be jealous of the coven. So maybe yeah. she used it. She's maybe warning yes. them about it because she used it once and had to pay the cost. Yes, that's absolutely the implication. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, because her so bird gonna... is all gone now. Uh, that's why. Yeah, that's why. So, uh, so you know, it's but also you see her bird throughout the movie. So you know, she's been going mm-hmm. around eating kids for centuries and getting away with it because Mother Witch is not stupid. Um, yeah. uh, the anyways, the 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 sisters go get revenge on Reverend Trask by cursing his home, which is then engulfed in flames. So we then fast forward to twenty twenty two because we already know what happens to the rest of the Sanderson sisters in Salem. So yes. we don't need to re-explain the rest of it. Uh, we go to 2022. Um, we get uh, local Salem teenagers, just reading Wikipedia, Becca and Izzy prepare to celebrate Halloween and Becca's 16th birthday, but turn Yay. down a party invite from their former friend, Cassie. Uh, I feel like we're leaving the most important character out of uh, this recap on Wikipedia, um, which is Mike. Um <laughs> Mike's the best character in this whole movie. Cassie's oh boyfriend, Mike. Uh, so uh, uh, Becca and Izzy are pissed off that uh, Cassie is, is hanging out with Mike a lot. And um, for the record, Mike is adorable. And uh, I, I feel like the movie wants us to empathize with Becca, but Mike is clearly just being super nice to them all the time. Um, but And Becca is bullying Mike. Um <laughs> But uh, it's kind of okay because, like, that this is in the movie. Um, yeah, it's like Mike is dumb, but he's trying. Mike is really trying. Um, yeah, but he's trying. He's he's. But a anyways, so but anyway, so Becca and Izzy do this like annual ritual on her birthday because her birthday is Halloween, um, and they do a ritual in the woods like teenage girls do all the time, mm-hmm. without um, observing fire safety. Yeah. yeah, like teenagers do all the time. Um, yeah. Like, uh, if if I'm going to be critical about this girl's witchcraft, I will be, but it is also a realistic representation of teenager witchcraft. Um, oh, yeah, right down to, you know, we, we call our intentions to manifest. It's like you and, have said exactly yeah, nothing. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The one big thing you will note about this movie is the massive, massive influence of the modern witchcraft movie movement on the entire plot of this film. God. Um, Ugh. So, uh, anyways, um, oh, so they stop by the, the witchcraft store, they stop by the witchcraft store, which is set up in the Sanderson house. Yeah. The which, developer found it, <laughs> which, but by the way, 
It's in much better condition than it was as a fucking museum. The book is behind glass. Yeah. The artifacts yeah. are behind glass because Gilbert's not a fucking... I mean, Gilbert's an idiot, but he's, he's clearly also... An idiot. Yeah, it's run by this guy, Gilbert, um, who uh, is... God, I love... I, Gilbert's played by Sam Richardson, and I love Sam Richardson. Um, he 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 is uh, Gilbert is is running a witchcraft store. He's telling a story about the Sanderson sisters, um, and he tells a story about the black flame candle. And then a kid asks, uh, "What's a virgin?" In what is I think the best moment of every conversation that every parent had to have fucking have with their eight year old after watching the original Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he handles it beautifully. Yeah. So, uh, someone who's never, never lit, lit a candle. candle. Yeah. I mean, so. as a euphemism, that's pretty good. So uh, Gilbert gives uh, Becca a candle for her birthday. Uh, so I am already suspicious. I yeah, was already suspicious of that candle. It looked it, janky. He didn't it say janky what it and did. homemade. Yep. Mm -mm. Also, they take some um, some a packet of herbs. Which will be useful later, which are explicitly said to remove curses. Um, I'm also like it's Angelica Root that uh, that removes curses, not Angelica Leaf. Who was your consultant? Fire them. <laughs> to be fair, it's not clear in in the film that that actually does is the thing that does the thing or the That's other true. thing. That's so, true. But still. Yeah. So, anyways, God, shop is this. Um. <laughs> As, Clearly, as, a Disney merch store. So, anyways, it's it's a it's a black flame candle, guys. Gilbert made a black flame candle. They take it out to light the candle for the ritual. It is the full moon. It is Halloween. Both girls are virgins, although I don't think that's ever explicitly said in the film. But good, because it's weird to ask a teenage girl about whether or not she yes. is one. Don't do that. But, Ugh. anyways, um. And Candle. it's even weirder to imply that a 15 or 16 year old kid, kid, not being a virgin, you know, is something that's supposed to be normal. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's, 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 by the way, it's perfectly normal if you're a teenager and you're a virgin. Yeah. Um, some of us didn't have sex for the first time until our early 20s. And that's okay. Word. <laughs> it's okay to wait. Yeah. Or just anyway. to be lonely um <laughs> oh, it's time so to find yourself <laughs> oh i found myself a lot in my teenage years um exactly. we all do. <laughs> hey -o. Uh, hey -o. this is this this podcast is a mature warning it's fine um <laughs> so anyways uh in, in i have uh intentions manifest finish the bottle in my notes um uh <laughs> So they light the black flame candle, and the Sanderson uh, sisters have an entrance, and they do a big musical number, which is great. They have a prepared musical number, um, which one of them does ask, who are they singing to? And the individually get you, which actually made, like, I originally was questioning the logic, and then the minute she said you, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And it's an original song. Yeah. So, like, they just, they prepared a musical number, and... um. I, I I did question this for a little while until I I, I have a note for the credits and um and I think they just prepared it while they were in hell. 
so it's fine. Yes, um, it's what It's what they were doing in hell was preparing a musical number. And mm-hmm. I really, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so uh, the girls try to think fast because the witches are going to try to eat them. They because eat remarkably fast. That was a witch- pretty good be- cover story. But the Sanderson sisters, to their credit, have learned their lesson from the first time. It is like, no, kid immediately. Get the quickest kid we can. Um, and Kill so teenagers they, on site. <laughs> yeah, no, get the teen. Yeah, then we're done. Like, we win right away. So, But the teenagers trick them to thinking that they're they're older witches. Um, and uh, they they take, they, 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 they lie to them about uh, Walgreens. They take <laughs> them to Walgreens. First off, also, though, why do they not know what lotion is? When was lotion? Lotion. They was the, knew lotions what, were around then. Etymology. I'm Googling this. Etymology of the word lotion. Absolutely around in 1693. From fucking late Middle English. Yes, they knew the word lotion. Yeah, and they would have known what it was because if they had any experience, you know, brewing concoctions for youth, which I assume they did apart from all the child murder, uh, they would actually have some idea of what a moisturizer was, what cosmetics were. You know, it, this would not be completely foreign to them. Yeah. So anyways, they go into Walgreens. Um, I have in my notes, you literally saw fake lights the last time you were here, Winnie. Stop being confused by modern things you weren't previously confused by. Um, and I also have Mary knows surfing in Cowabunga, but not lotion or what a paved road is. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so anyways, uh, back to the, to, to, so anyways, so they, uh, they, so they tell them that there's, uh, that there's children's souls already infused in the, yes. in the, uh, the, 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 the health and beauty cosmetics, which I thought was a great leap. Yep. Uh, it was like, oh, that's, that's thinking on your feet. Very nice. There you go. Yeah. So uh, they, the 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 girls manage to uh, ditch ditch the the witches at the Walgreens and run off to the the magic shop. Um, oh, I find... did say when they uh, when they find out that the potion the the potions uh, the the cosmetics don't actually contain children's souls. I wrote in my notes, "LOL, the potions are vegan." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they run back to the shop where they find out that uh, Gilbert's been reading too much Margaret Murray and Silver Ravenwolf, uh-huh. and uh, he thinks that the Sanderson sisters, uh, who again killed kids, um, that uh, that that they were really misunderstood. Uh, but and also we find out Gilbert's backstory that Jay and, Jay and I stole his candy, and this is all they fa- This is all their fault. I hope they died in those cages. Is written in my notes. Yes. Um, but still, ew, most uncool bro, sussy candle man, no thank you. Yeah, also the the Sanderson sisters when they leave Walgreens, um, they had to have had multiple brooms at that store, but they go for the joke again where um, Winnie grabs a broom, Sarah grabs like a, a, Swiffer. S- a Swiffer, which is fine, also writable, and then um, they, uh, <laughs> put, they put Mary on a couple of Roombas, and those Roombas it. will be plot important later. I love the Roombas so much. Broombas. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by calling it a Broomba, you don't have to pay for the license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broomies. Oh. So, so cute. Anyways. 
<sighs> the sisters uh, <laughs> catch up to the girls at the magic shop. Um, Gilbert realizes he done fucked up. Um, uh, also, Gilbert just has a black cat, which is great. Um, yeah, I love Cobweb. Cobweb yeah, is it's, cute. She's just a black cat to be there for the visual reference, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Winnie decides uh, a couple things. Winnie decides they're going to do the magic ma- the the super evil spell, the mm-hmm. Magica Maxima spell. Um, yes. And they see um, a campaign flyer for uh, Tony Hale's modern day character, as I don't think I've mentioned, as we, we've seen him already at this point in the movie in, in the future. But he's currently playing the mayor and Cassie's dad. Um, the dad who tries too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the mayor. Uh, and it is it is a strange double role because the character is nothing alike. But they, they see their enemy, um, which is also a weird person to pick as the enemy because he's like a childhood enemy versus like the people who killed them but you know um target of opportunity because i really feel like them getting banished things worked out better for them right up until they were stupid uh you know like it's they they wouldn't have become powerful if not for that guy but and also they burned his house down they already took care of him yeah but anyways, uh, they need an enemy for one of the ingredients of the spell is the blood of their enemy. So they're going to go um, they're going to go Fair eliminate enough. him and take revenge on all of modern Salem. Um, because the sisters. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> sisters trap uh, Izzy and Becca in the basement um, and uh, the, and make it so people can't see them or hear them with a curse and uh go to uh, and they force gilbert to collect the other ingredients which includes reser like going to uh he's one of the ingredients is a former lover's head or mm-hmm. a lover's head which um gilbert's gonna go to the graveyard and go to dig up um dig up Billy. Yay. Uh, so yeah the the girls are trying to warn their friends but no one can see them when they call um mm-hmm. Gilbert digs up Billy Butcherson or he goes to do it and Billy just kind of gets up and yeah. uh, it's uh, I, I do like Gilbert's line of that's not six feet under because yeah. it's really and it just it turns out that Billy's been conscious since 1993. Yep, He's just been Billy. lying there awake yeah. uh, since 1993 and he could have gotten up at any time. So it's not like the the buried alive horror. It's he's just there. He's just but, chilling. And since this is Doug Jones in 2022 and not Doug Jones in 1993, we let Doug Jones get lots of great lines in this movie. Um, I'm a nice zombie. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. I I, I like it when he realizes that Gilbert's lied to him because Gilbert tells tells Billy that they're going to get revenge. We find out that they've retconned Billy's backstory where he wasn't in like a long term relationship with Winnie. He kissed Winnie one time. Uh, Yes. And uh, yeah, so. But we, because th- because she uh, said in the opening that they're like, oh, we kissed in the graveyard and by, you know, 1600 standards. Oh, yes, of course, that means they're lovers. Uh, so that's the narrative that came down. So right, I, but I, I get it. No, no, no. I, I and I I know <laughs> this is 100 percent, though, in an attempt to make Billy more likable, because if you frame oh, yeah. it as he cheated on one of them, then he's like. A jerk if you say like i wasn't even really like we weren't together she decided yeah, like we were together the like it's really interested in yeah, yeah but when he's jealous uh, and controlling and then yeah it kind so, of works if you squint and look to the left 
Yeah. So uh, the girls manage to break the curse with what appears to be the an- angelic leaf or whatever, but really appears to be it? the fact that Becca has a glowing glowingness. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Um, also, I have in here. Um, so the Sanderson sisters end up there. They're at the, the town, like big Halloween fest in Salem and looking for the mayor. And I just have in my notes, uh, they know the lyrics to one way or another, but not what a Walgreens or a Roomba is. Um, (laughs) There is a question of how do they know the lyrics to one way or another? Mm -hmm. Like in the first movie. Who knows? There's kind of an excuse in this movie. No, they just. I mean, again, it, it does question of what were they doing in hell this whole time? Like, what did they bother learning about? They learned the lyrics to songs. But there's a nice callback. Um, I don't remember when exactly it is, but Mary refers to a car as a small bus. Yes. Oh, geez, Penny. There's that is 100% on the audio. I don't have to explain that the cat was meowing. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Penny says she wants attention. She may come up and see us. Hey. Audio listeners will just have to Hi. believe. Well, you can hear the cat. You know there's a cat. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's the matter? <laughs> Really? It's all going in. Come here. Do you want to come here? Do you want to hug? Come here. Sorry, creaky chair. All right, come here. Oh, you big baby. All right, there so for so audio listeners, there is a cat on camera now. Uh, you should watch the video. Um, there's a ju- penny. Just for this, I can't say the yeah. Do go to this time marker on the 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 video version. You'll see a cat. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they're, they're, the, the sisters go uh, cast a spell to uh, get these people to go and find uh, the mayor who has gone home because the daughters did manage to warn him that their daughter was throwing a party. Yeah, I would say uh, Cassie, their friend who is kind of a strange friend, um, she and her boyfriend Mike are secretly throwing a party at the mayor's house while the mayor is off at the, the town festival. Um seems like poor planning to me because it doesn't seem all that late by the end of the movie when he would have been home to begin with. Um, mm. But whatever. Um, I do have in my notes that Mike is a cinnamon roll too pure for this world. Um, uh, they, while they're system needs to be protected. But while they're searching the town, there is a moment where you see into a house where two people are watching a movie on TV and one of the Sanderson books in. But the movie they are watching is Hocus Pocus 1. Yes. The movie of Hocus Pocus exists within the universe of Hocus Pocus 2, and it is the yes. scene of Penny and Gary Marshall. And I know they wanted to include this because, you know, people have passed away. Um, but uh, but the implications. <laughs> the metaphysical and also implications. Just the fact that the, the, uh, the Sanderson sisters, as they existed in the 1993 movie, have been merchandised in this film. There's a whole. Uh, there's a Sanderson sisters costume contest uh, when they show up to the festival and like besides them and these younger girls, like the other front runners are three drag queens who are marvelous. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think there is documentation about what the, the Sanderson sisters are wearing the outfits they died in. So yes. it's not like it's, I think there is an excuse that it does appear in the world of Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. that not only were the Salem witches real witches, but that the Sanderson sisters were the only witches executed in Salem 
in yeah. is really what it looks like in the Hocus Pocus universe. Uh, so, like, because everything's always Sanderson sister focused in this version of Salem, um, where if you talk to like a real Salem tour guide or something, um, you know, you talk about all the people who were executed during the witch. Anyway, not a- yeah. Mm. To pull it back, Trey, fictional world. We're doing a. Anyways, uh, so the Sanderson sisters eventually get to the house of the mayor. Um, oh, also, uh, lots and lots of Disney movie costumes on the dancers. Oh, Make and one and one of the people is dressed in the same Madonna costume that the mom was dressed in from the first yes. movie. Yes, I spotted that. Um, I love it. Significantly less racism in the costumes this this movie. Uh, yes, but so they uh, they they send out people searching for it. Of but uh, the Sanderson sisters uh, never really follow through on their spells. Just like they uh, didn't follow through on their spell with eating the kids they lured in the first movie, because uh, mm-hmm. they don't bother. Because the, the the dancers do eventually find the mayor. Um, yeah. They they just have it like works. given up. Not there to do it. Yeah, yeah. it's the Saturn sisters give up because the dancers are slow. It's it, it is like they just get frustrated with them and keep going, and they end up at the 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 mayor's house. So the mayor's not there. Um, and uh, Be- Becca, Izzy, and Cassie uh, trap the Sanderson sisters in a ring of salt in the garage. They they actually were pretty pretty savvy with that. Yeah, it's like yep, yep, that works. Yeah, um, good teamwork. Well done. But uh, so I just I just have in my notes Chekhov's Roombas um, because the Roombas <laughs> have a mind of their own. They just have once they have the magic spell on them, they have a mind of their own. Yep. Um The so, uh, the the Roombas vacuum up the Ring of Salt. I, I loved that so much. It literal Deus Ex Machina. Like you um, think it's you think it's gonna be Tony Hale's character that lets them out. Oh but yeah, just he's just like no, go away, and then goes inside his house and yes, survives Sulking over the... a caramel apple. I'm like, yeah. my God, this man. Yeah. So, the, but the Sanders sisters get out, and they realize that since Cassie's the mayor, like Cassie's blood will work just as well as the mayor's blood because mm-hmm. they're both descendants. Cassie gets kidnapped, dragged into the woods. Time to do spells. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, so uh, sisters, they uh, let me see if I can. Oh yeah, it turns out that uh, Becca is a natural witch. Fucking the craft. Um. Mm. Which include so, which includes like glowy hands and superpowers and it's yeah like yeah 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 they get their power on their sixteenth birthday hooray make it stop make Fucking it stop up. with the puberty um, metaphors but uh, Becca and Izzy follow them to the Forbidden Forest where Gilbert has assembled the ingredients and they um yeah they figure out that Becca like the Sanderson's is a natural witch um and I just have in my notes does that mean that does that mean that Becca's in a pact with the devil now. Just it's in my notes. For, for turning 16. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, the sisters partially uh, increase, cast a spell, increase their power while Becca distracts them um, and uh, Izzy rescues Cassie. Um, Becca convinces the book that it doesn't have to deal with Winnie anymore and the book flies to her hands um, and the book shows the morning it's a magic magic spell which is saying whoever casts must give up whatever they cherish most for the price of power. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls... Which tracks... Dis- which yeah, tracks and, that, and yeah. everything has a price yeah and the girls go to warn you know just like their youth spell is the, the price of a child's life exactly um yeah winnie uh they try to warn winnie um she but she casts it anyways and then they're too late and uh 
Mary and Sarah fade to dust. Uh, Winnie grows despondent and begs her. And this is where we lose me with the tone. Yeah. Uh, we are suddenly like this sympathetic Winifred moment. I was like, no, you sympathetic just child entire movies literally eating children. And now we're this supposed is, to feel sorry for you? This is like you? if we try to feel sorry for Freddy. Uh, yeah. It's like, but anyways. Um, it's like, no, you, you've been a villain for this entire time. You literally eat kids. You don't get to be a sad little meow meow. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Becca, Cassie, and Izzy join together uh, to cast a reuniting spell, which, to be fair, their solution is not, like, save the other two, but to send Winnie wherever the other two went. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, I guess. Gilbert Gilbert, and uh, Billy, uh, yeah, Billy, Billy, by the way, figures out what Gilbert's been doing this whole time way, way earlier, and just his being pissed with Gilbert, I find hilarious, because he, like, he thought they were friends. Um and then, yeah, it's, uh, but, uh, the spell is on Billy is wearing off because the Winifreds, uh, all their spells apparently have been undone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Billy, uh, go gets, and he gets to be dead. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the girls decide to give uh book, a new home and keep practicing magic as they walk off into the night. Similar in doing the Sanderson sister walk. Um, yes. The, the monkey walk. And as they leave, you see the, the mother, witch bird, um, fly overhead and um, in a post credit scene, we were revealed that there is another black flame candle in the bookshop that Gilbert made um, yes. already. Um, and that is that is the plot of Hocus Pocus 2. And I have so many thoughts about this movie. Um, Fire away. <laughs> OK, so first off, the clear influence of the modern witchcraft movement uh-huh. is huge because it's like, oh, shit, witches can't just be evil. There has um, to be nuance now. Yeah, it's we've got to have good witches because a lot of the people who are going to watch this movie are witches. Um, Because witchcraft, I don't know if you've noticed this, demographics-wise, is very popular with young women (laughs) and 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 girls. I don't I don't know if maybe somehow over the past fucking thirty years. If not longer, it's a thing. Things changed. Um, so it's like, and a lot of us grew up watching the first one. So yeah. obviously, we we're going to watch the next one. So witches need to be good. Now, it's I will say, like with uh, it, uh, like there's lots of, um, I do like I love Gilbert's store. I think that's a much more realistic representation of what would have happened in this situation um, yes. versus the abandoned museum version. And mm-hmm. I do love he's got um, replicas of the book for sale. At one point, they just like it doesn't really become a plot point, but they hide book the Sanderson sister hide book with all the fake books, uh, which is smart. Which I love. Um, I believe she wasn't hiding it on purpose. I think she just found a shelf it fits on. But yeah. it's because uh, I refuse to give Winifred Sanderson any credit to her intelligence. <laughs> um, also cauldron full of Binks toys. Like there's literal Disney merch like in the shop. Yeah. Um it is uh like it's it's really interesting, like the, oh, the changes. I'm sorry, I just thought of something. Oh great. Yeah. Um like, yes, it's very realistic to have the Sanderson sisters' house like turned into a witch shop, but if we want to go super realistic, you know what it should have been? A spirit Halloween. 
Spirit Halloween goes wouldn't know what to. That's too small for a Spirit Halloween. Well, uh, but still, <laughs> you need an abandoned Shopko for that. Um, I know <laughs> an abandoned Kmart or something. But uh, but it's like it's so clearly like we get these three protagonists who they really want to do something with. Um, Disney has said so. Um, that uh, but you know who knows. Uh, everything is in development hell. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, it's meant to you know meant to mirror the three sisters. I will say, Cassie's Mike is a golden retriever. Um, yeah. Like at one point, like Mike says about a prank they did where they covered someone's car in tinfoil, and like I think I, I think Becca goes, "Why is that funny?" And I'm like, "Because it is funny to cover so like that is a good prank because it doesn't ruin anything. It's, yes. It causes confusion in your friend. He's like, "Why is my car in tin? What the fuck is happening?" And then he got to take the tinfoil off. That's a good prank because it doesn't destroy a thing that somebody loves or needs. Yes, like it's just funny. Yeah, Becca, that's fucking funny. It's and if you actually look at anything that Mike says, he's never actually mean. They are just like willfully he's misinterpreting. Dumb. He's yeah, he's dumb, dumb, but he's not mean. But he's like, why are we talking about Witcher? It's like because you have a crystal on your desk, and I've been on TikTok. Is in my head. Like, yeah. like what the fuck do you think it means? Like, it's twenty twenty two. Like, are you? Oh, there is a crystal sitting out in front of you on the desk. Are you doing a witchery? Fair question. Like, no, because also you do an annual ritual in the woods. Yeah, and you you hang out in the witch store. He's trying to be interested in his girlfriend's friends. Yeah, but they're freezing him out because they're mad that she's doing something with some other person than them. And they, they, which fair in the dynamics, and they're holding on to stereotypes about jocks, which are very 1990s and not necessarily modern. And also in the 90s, by the way, he's like a good football player. First stringers were never your enemies in high school. It was the third string football players who had a problem. They're the first stringers. He's he's being. He's he's being like the the star player guy who is they are like they have shit going on like they don't have time to go beat up and pick on people. Mm-hmm. They have shit going on. It's the third stringers who still have to suit up every game but never play. Those are the guys who have all the time to like go pick on the rest of the like the weirdos like what is. Oh, yeah. And a chip but, on their shoulder to and, fuel it. And like yeah. to be fair, I feel like. But, like, I feel like the way the movie, like, they didn't use this as an opportunity for growth for Beck. I mean, they did a little bit, but I also I feel like by saying, like, telling Mike that, like, pointing out things about people, like, was bullying. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. Mocking them for it is bullying. Saying, he was trying hey, to make conversation is... in every example yeah. we saw. Like, yeah. do saying, not hey, shame this boy. Yeah. Saying, hey, that's weird is, like, it's not nice. But it's not bullying. But also, he didn't, like, like they say he says, hey, that's weird. But actually, like, does he ever say it's weird? No. Like, I never see him say it's weird. He doesn't he go- really even imply it. Yeah. He just asks, are you, are you doing that thing? And he might say it in a way that might, to a spiteful teenage girl, imply that he thinks it's weird because he doesn't understand it. Is are you are you going to still do that ritual in the woods? Are you did you bring a crystal for a witchery or whatever for for today? It's like well, of course he doesn't understand what's going on, 
so the questions that he asks are going to sound dumb, uh, perhaps to the point of being insulting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but at least he's trying. He's just, yeah, he's like, so he's played by, he's uh, Mike is played by Froy Gutierrez, uh, who you mm-hmm. may remember from his recurring role on Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, he's adorable. Nolan. And I, it's, he's, he's, he's in other stuff. Uh, like uh, he's the main role in the Cruel Summer. Show. I didn't watch, so I don't know. But I've watched Teen Wolf, so that's what I know him from. Um, <laughs> it's like it's this movie. This movie is confused about what to do with the Sandersons sometimes because it wants them yeah. to be funny. It wants them to because so here's the problem: the movie is the the characters have become iconic in the decades. Like since in 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 the in the thirty years in the, or twenty nine years in the case of this movie, since the movie came out, the characters have become iconic and beloved icons and figures, and they are the villains of their movie, right? Like it's yeah. there is no mistake watching that movie that they're the bad guys, but because people like the characters so much, um, this movie is a little afraid to have like it it wants you to like them. But yeah. part of the problem is, is it's like it's people like the characters. They wouldn't want to actually spend time with the real people. Like it's no. like we're not like we we like them as a as a fun idea, not as a real idea. So like when you treat them in text as sympathetic, when you treat them in te- like the backstory tries to give us sympathy, like they were persecuted as teenagers. And then they, but I'm like, that feels weird. That feels weird. We're making like, yeah. I mean, like I know that the real Salem witch trials involved Christians persecuting people, each other, each yeah. other, because there were no witches in Salem. Nobody even called themselves a witch for another couple hundred years. Yeah. And and the people who were doing folk magic, like that's not like there were no there were yeah, no witches people, in Salem. Yeah, it's like right? yes, people were doing folk doing a folk magic. Yes. But, but most of those people doing folk magic were Christians. Yeah. Yeah. And they would have been offended if you called them a witch. Yeah, um, witch is a reclaimed term. Did not become reclaimed until the 20th century. Boom. Yeah, done. But anyway, so like giving a sympathetic backstory for the Sanderson sisters, weird idea. Like the first movie gives us child murdering backstory. Good backstory for your movie villains. Uh, like if they had like gotten into and and, you know, when they're 16, like, yeah, like the church is the bad guy in the real Salem witch trials. But when they're 16, you could have made it the mayor and not the reverend. You could have made it like some other thing. But also, like, it doesn't have to be related to any witch trial shit because mm-hmm. that fever's not going to come for another couple of decades. So, like, you can just have him be an asshole in the flashback. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't have to, like, so I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm like, that plus, like, Winifred's whole like sympathetic moment. It is brilliantly acted by Bette Midler. I want to say in no way am I criticizing the performances of mm-hmm. Kathy Majimi, Bette Midler, or Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker remove re- like going back to like slapstick and like when she's told to spread out and just starts <laughs> spreading out is brilliant in physical comedy. Like, it is brilliantly executed, but like this whole like sympathetic angle on the Sanderson sisters is confused. Like the movie knows they're bad guys and even like makes the witch who trained them like also a child murderer, which 
But like, okay, so like the only reason why a witch would be a child murder in this universe is that there is a youth spell that they do not have to do. So like, you can have your main characters become witches and never become evil, right? Like, say Most like, mm-hmm. right. So like, our heroes can become witches and not do evil shit. They are holding a book bound in human skin, written by the devil. Yeah, I was confused about that at the end. I'm like, wait a minute. So now the quote-unquote good witch gets the big book full of evil spells and potions? Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. How's that going to work exactly? Does it convert to a book of Wicca? <laughs> well, they're not doing Wicca because they never invoked a god and goddess. They didn't cast us. They they did. <laughs> they, 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 they TikTok witched it. Um, you know, where you take a oh, bunch of the trappings from Wicca, probably. but say you're not a Wiccan. And uh, I said it. I said it. Okay, let me tell you. There's a lot of people who talk about, oh, I'm not Wiccan. I'm not a Wiccan. And then, like, everything they do comes out of a Wiccan book. And everything mm-hmm. is all Wicca, 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 except we didn't invoke a god and goddess. And uh, except we are invoking goddesses like crazy and probably fucking Lilith. <laughs> Listen to the Lilith episode. There is no goddess. Lilith, Lilith is a demon from Jewish folklore from, like, the 10th century post-Christianity. Anyways. um. Wicca, Wicca, it's shady. <laughs> <sighs> like, but it's believable. I'm sorry, I've been sitting on that for like a week. <laughs> it's, but it's believable. It's a good joke. I'm just, I don't have anything to add to it, so I'm letting it. They will hear the joke. It is. Um, so I'm just, I'm just like, this movie is fucking confused. And I want to say I enjoyed it. Like, like Sam Richardson is so funny as Gilbert. I love Doug. Every moment of Doug Jones. Um, every this movie has some truly funny moments. Um, Tony Hale rant about his 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 caramel apple. <laughs> but and was... he's gonna eat it, and I'm gonna enjoy it. Like it's like beautiful, beautiful, wonderful. Like what, what a background motivation for a character to have, like his entire, like meaning of life is just to get this caramel apple. I love it. Also, uh, yeah, it's, that's his MacGuffin. Also in the background, in the stand-ins, um, Omri Katz, Thora Birch and Vanessa Shaw are all in, um, extras in the background at one point. Well, now we have to look. I think they're. I think they may be in the the flashback to Old Salem. Ooh, that'd be neat. I'll have to look yeah. for that. I'll have to watch it again. Or something. Yeah, it's there's some point where they are the 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 three protagonists of the first movie are extras in the background of this movie. Um, That's so cool. I will have to look that up. I have not seen that. I have just read that on on the Wikipedia page. So that is likely true, but. I have not confirmed it. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, so I want to say I did enjoy this movie. I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. But it's the, there are lots of times where they, I feel like they change the lore to try to um, adapt to the modern witchcraft movement's exam- like existence. But mm-hmm didn't really understand the implications to the lore as they did it. Like you could have them become our three protagonists become witches. um, But like you didn't have to give them book. 
You know, like, and I understand to a degree the book has its own personality Mm -hmm. and like is yet another person exploited by Winnie uh, turning on her. Um, Because the only people that Winnie cares about are her sisters. Um, And even then she spends most of the movie insulting them. Yeah. 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 To be fair, they are. Yeah. It's yeah. They're very consistent about that. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm just, yeah. <sighs> There's a lot of stuff that, like, things that made sense wrong as they were uh, with regard to, like, history or actual modern witchcraft in the first one, they made sense in the context of the film. But trying to make that scan with, like, the updated views about witches, it made a lot of things very confused. And... I mean, I understand exactly why they did it, and I'm I'm actually kind of pleased that they took that into consideration, but it really feels like they did all their research on TikTok. I will I will say that I do have a line in my notes was sure do enjoy the charmed reboot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I actually did enjoy the charmed reboot, the real one. Um, I mean, yeah, me too. To be fair. To be oh fair, yeah, it's uh in in the my final note is where is that recording studio? Is it in hell? It must be in hell. Cause so the movie yeah. like you get like the singing uh the song to to like in a recording studio, but it's lit red, and I'm just like, Oh, this is the the re- the, the explanation for their, their song, their opening number when yeah. they come back is they practice it in hell. This is footage <laughs> of them practicing it in hell. Yes. It's that feels that feels number one hit single. uh in 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 all of the and all of the layers of hell sanderson sisters the witches are back 2002 yeah 2022 it's i'm this was certainly a film um it sure was so i mean it's 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 clear that they wanted to make a new they want to revitalize a franchise they want to do spinoffs they want to do all this stuff and i don't necessarily think that's going to actually happen no it's i i don't think so uh too many <sighs> things get stuck in development hell for too long uh too many things get complicated for too long and then you know like people either age out of roles that they were originally meant to play or they get other work um or just the funding's not there the interest isn't there whatever um but i mean disney is going to milk Disney Plus for all it's worth, especially now that they've like doubled the frickin' price for it. Well, so they're they're really looking to create like well, more exclusive original series and content they, for that. They so. are going to um they're going to uh Disney Plus and Hulu are merging next year into one service. Oh, okay. Because well, that's, Disney that's finally bought so Disney didn't own about a third of uh Hulu, uh was still owned by NBC Universal. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Hulu was originally created by three companies. They were created by um, NBC, Fox, and ABC, and ABC is owned by Disney. When ABC mm-hmm. bought the Fox network, they went from being, like, in... That was why Hulu was nice originally starting out, because none of the major networks owned all of it. Like, it was like 10% was owned by Hulu, the company, and then 30% by Disney, 30% by Fox, 30% by um, NBC Universal. Yeah. And ignore the thumbs up that appeared on my screen, YouTube viewers. Um, 
the uh, my my camera has reactions turned on. Um, <laughs> the so uh, when Disney bought Fox, they owned they they took over the majority of Hulu and had control over Hulu, but not full ownership. Uh, so that's why, like, people talk about Hulu as a Disney thing because Disney owned most of Hulu, and that's why Disney would put things on there. But NBC Universal still owned a third, and they wanted to get out of it. That's why NBC Universal launched Peacock as a competing mm-hmm. service and has been putting stuff on Peacock exclusively instead of on Hulu. And the only stuff they put on Hulu comes straight off of the air. Right. So what uh, what happened is recently, um, uh, Disney was able to buy that last third from NBC Universal. Um, and so now what they're going to do is they're going to merge the two services, which is so everything that is Disney Plus only. So Disney Plus and Hulu are going to become one service, which will probably be more expensive than either one individually was, but will probably be cheaper than the combined price if you were paying for both of them before. I assume more it would be all that different from the bundle price. Um, I guess. Which, to be fair, as a person who's pulling fa- who's paying full price right now for ad-free Hulu and ad-free Disney Plus and doesn't have it bundled because I never bothered to bundle them. Because uh, when I signed up, only the with ESPN bundle existed, and I didn't feel like paying a dollar more for ESPN. Yeah. Uh, and I've never bothered changing my plan. Um, it, it will be cheaper than it is for these months while they are still separate and Disney Plus has a higher cost. Uh, all the all the streaming services need to raise their prices because it costs a lot to make a lot of original content, and they've all been running at a loss. Um, that's also they want you to sign up for ad tier levels because they make more money off of an ad tier level. That's really the other thing. They drive up the price because then you'll drop to the cheaper plan, and they make more money on you on the cheaper plan because they can they make more money on you paying a smaller rate and then getting ads. Yeah. And to be fair, advertiser subsidies is what keeps shows on the air. Like, people forget that um, when it comes to, like, television stuff, and this, I guess, this is more of a Nerd Tie podcast discussion than a BS3 <laughs> Witchcraft discussion, but uh, it's really expensive to make these shows. And, um, like, Netflix was deficit spending to produce content. Um like the reason why they like advertise they used to TV shows used to get longer runs and more because of advertiser money. Right. And so having ads on shows as an ad like I believe that having an ad free tier is good because I don't want to watch political ads um under any circumstances. Uh mm. which it's very frustrating when I watch um things on the Roku channel because there is no ad free tier that I can watch. Yeah. Um like the American version of Bake Off, uh, the I have to watch it with ads. Uh, but like that pays for shows, and shows will run longer if they if advertisers want to advertise against them. So, like it's it sucks to a degree that it's not as nice for us, but it does make sense. Anyways, Hocus Pocus two. <laughs> Um, merchandising merchandising yes. yeah it's the 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 search for more money um <laughs> it it's it it was clearly like it's i've seen someone call it a gimmick which i i felt like is a weird word to use to describe a film it is a cash in it is absolutely yeah. a cash grab it is absolutely oh, yeah. a hey you remember that thing you love we made more of that thing you love welcome to disney plus that's our whole business model yep Adapter uh, die. Mm-hmm. And uh um 
audiences seem to be getting a little tired of it, but uh, it's uh, as the box office has shown lately. But it it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Hocus Pocus two uh, in the realm of sequels is so I have like there are our sequel rankings which are truly awful so much that it ruins my enjoyment of the first film. Mm-hmm. Then there is a not good, don't want to watch it again, but it didn't ruin the first film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a, I enjoyed this. It's not as good as the first movie. And I think we're in that realm. Yes. And then it's, there's like a God tier above that where it's like, this is even better than the first movie. And Terminator 2. Yeah, exactly. Terminator 2 is the example of that. Because Terminator, great movie. Terminator 2, better movie. Yes. Um, all the other Terminator movies why um with the exception the, the only terminator sequel after t2 that is good is sarah connor chronicles because it explored the complexities of time travel and what happens when you keep sending more and more people back in time um word and dark fate is enjoyable to watch because linda hamilton um uh, yeah this is somewhere around the level of like one of the austin powers sequels where it's like it didn't ruin the original movie and it's enjoyable in its own right. I feel like actually the first Austin Powers sequel does kind of ruin the original movie by retconning uh, Vanessa. Uh, well, but... there's there's that, but the rest of it is really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the second Austin Powers movie and not the third Austin Powers movie. Correct. That's what we're going for. Um, yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah, it, I I liked it. I think I think really the interesting thing though is just the reflection of them not knowing what to do with certain things. I think yeah. that a lot of it wasn't handled perfectly, um, and I think the the cultural changes are significant. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about Hocus Pocus too? Um. I liked how much they kept in with regard to like nods to the original movie. Um, just, just little things here and there that it's like, Oh, this, this clearly like the hocus, the first hocus pocus movie very clearly made for kids. Um, the second one very clearly made for those same kids who are. Yeah, now that is, but actually I think that's, too, I think it seemed to have a target audience of, uh, two people, nostalgia, and then people about five years older than the Hocus Pocus one audience. Yes, and it it very much felt like the mo- the movie's main characters were very clearly the Sanderson sisters. The teenagers they put in were just there to have protagonists. Um, just like in the first movie, they were kind of one dimensional. We don't. Although know much I mean, about if them. if you do argue that most things with high school protagonists are written for middle schoolers, yeah. Um, then actually, I think that like, maybe it's it's actually I just think like the difference in age targeting is just only a few years difference because, like, I feel like the first movie you're targeting characters the age of the Danny character you're, you're trying to target eight and nine year olds which is still again yes. the whole virgin conversation gets really awkward but like I feel like that's your target audience, mm-hmm. um, I feel like this argument this movie is more targeting people who are like twelve and thirteen. I think that's I think that's your target audience for Hocus Pocus 2, which is to be fair, similar categories. And I think that um I think that like 13-year-olds very much enjoy the original Hocus Pocus. If you're 13 and you're listening to the show, stop. <laughs> uh, 
I do not I'm listen not to the show it, if you're that if that you're that young. Stop. You should have never been here. But I guess you know. Uh, <laughs> sentence started coming out of my mouth, and then I realized, no, um, I should not be talking to people that young. If you're that young, go away. The show is <laughs> the show is for you in maybe like three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the. <laughs> Come talk to us when you can vote. For legal reasons, good. come talk to us when you can vote. For yes. realistic reasons, uh, we can't talk, tell you what to do. <laughs> t- talk, talk to us when you're of legal drinking age. Uh, if you can drink beer in the UK, there you go. Then, then you can listen to this show. <laughs> and if you don't know what the drinking age for beer in the United Kingdom is, you're too young to be here. <laughs> you don't know how to Google. And yeah, well, that too. <laughs> I'm not teaching you that. All right, so Hocus Pocus two, uh, not as good as the original. No, still enjoyable. Very. Weird ass implications continue in new and different ways. <laughs> Just go, oh Winnie. It's a, it's a quote, Winnie. My powers are nothing without my sisters, which sure sounds to me like child murder is less fun alone. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. I I also have a note about the end uh here in my notes that just says ew glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz they just <sighs> poof. Although I I will say that uh one of the the last lines by Sarah Winnie the wind is stealing my fingers. I was like oh that's that's like that that hurts something in my heart somehow, and I don't know why. There's something very kind of cute and childlike about it, um, and it was yeah. that really just it shifted the tone nicely. And I really I did enjoy that. And like you said, you know, it was a really good uh, emotional bit with with the witches. But then also again, it's like no, we're we're not going to feel right. bad. For it's you. the music and is swelling. Like I. I feel like we should be mocking these characters, not so, not like making us feel bad for them with the musical choices and the filming choices. And like, hey, this should be, it's, I don't know, you, you mentioned glitter and I'm just like, I don't like glitter. It's coarse it's and rough like, and irritating like and it gets everywhere. It's like, Winnie, you literally fucked around and found out and now we're supposed to feel bad for you? I don't think so. Right! <laughs> no. Everyone sorry. has told you don't do the thing. Even the child murderer who initiated you and gave you the human skin book said, don't do the thing. Mm -hmm. Yet here here they are doing the fucking thing. And that, witchlings, it's why it's important to always do your research and always read the warnings and consider the consequences of everything you do. And if everything says, don't do the thing, maybe. Don't do the thing. Sometimes. At least look into why you shouldn't do the thing. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you should follow every warning uh, blindly, but you should at least go. Why, why are you warning me about that? What yes. happened? Yes, that is, that really is a better way of, of looking at it than just like obey all warnings ever, because then you get people who, you know, blindly think that the threefold law is like cosmic rule number one and it's like no maybe look into Mark why Nicholson made it up oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like many things we know who did it it was Monique yes. Wilson shut yes. up yes uh, <laughs> uh, it, 
<sighs> but yes, look, look into things at least like do your research, do five seconds of fact checking. Yeah. Yeah. So many right. things can be avoided with communication and research. All right. With that, I think it's time to wrap things up. We have <laughs> talked for an hour on Hocus Pocus 2, which is probably more time than anyone should ever talk about Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Bree, for these two episodes. Bree, I didn't have you do this last episode, so this episode, tell tell the fine folks on the internet where where they can find you. Oh, well, first of all, you can find me over on Hex Positive, which is also a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network, where you can find everything ranging from history to true, to true crime to witchcraft. Make sure you join our Discord over at nerdandtie.com slash Discord and give some love to all of the other fabulous people on the network because they really are fabulous. And also, and also you should join our great forums, which have been yes. around for months now at uh, nerdandtie.social. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a new thing. Not when they're listening to this. Well, it's still relatively new. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's coming together nicely, I think. Yeah. I believe it is very active, Trey says, from a month in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, two days before the public launch. Um <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. But yes, you can you can find me on uh, on Hex Positive. You can find me as Bree Nick Garen on Instagram and WordPress and TikTok, and you can find me as Bree Landwalker on Tumblr, where I got my start and still continue to lurk and dwell. I love you, my Tumblr babies. We are Tumblrinas. Yes, and you can find me at lots and lots of witch markets in the Richmond, Virginia area. And you should read Grove Daughter Witchery. Available. Oh yeah, I have books. I have books, have books as well that people really seem to enjoy. So yeah, yeah well, maybe give the, those a look. I I would have never met you if not for the existence of that book. I I still squeal about that sometimes when I think <laughs> about it for more than a second. <laughs> All right, so uh, now we're gonna go to uh, outro tray, who I have not recorded yet, and will probably not record for several more weeks. So outro tray, take it away. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching this month. Remember, you can always subscribe to this show on everything that you can subscribe to podcasts on. Um, if you want to, you can also watch this on YouTube where there are video versions. We've been doing video versions for a little over a year now. Uh, so you could have seen us talking about that instead of just hearing us talk about that. Um <laughs> Anyways, uh, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by the lovely, lovely patrons who support me on Patreon. Um, they pay the bills that keeps the show rolling. And uh, I want to give a shout out to people at my shout out tier for December of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Claire Dennis, Caleb Burkowski, and Simon Geringer. Hope I said your last name right. Simon, you're new. Uh, and I didn't have a chance to message you before I needed to record. Uh, <laughs> it's a busy time of year. Um, if you support the Patreon at even just a dollar a month to get episodes like this a whole week early, there's also some um, exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff that I sometimes post. It's not every month, but I have posted. Like, there's a whole outtake reel for the Nature and Witchcraft episode of me screwing up lines when on location. Uh, <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, if you can afford to contribute to the show, I greatly appreciate it. But I love all of you who choose to uh, follow the show and to listen and to watch. And if you want to get more of me that isn't, you know, this, uh, you can also find other podcasts I make at the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network at nerdandtie.com. Uh, I do uh, Stormwood and Associates. I do The Meat Grinder. I do the Nerd and Tie podcast, and technically, there's on this. You you can skip on this day with Trey. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I gotta check those episodes to see if they're still good. We've been running the same 366 episodes since 2013. Anyways, um, I am all over the place. You can also follow me on social media. Um, I am primarily on Tumblr, uh, tregorn.tumblr.com. Uh, I have a TikTok that's mostly inactive, but I make st I post stuff there every once in a while um, at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Um, you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. I'm going to remind people again not to try to personally friend me on my personal account because that's where I talk to my mom. Whew. Let's not play that a game. Um, I technically have an twitter still and i have a mastodon and i have a threads i am bad at using all of those <laughs> but if you want to talk to me directly the best ways to do it are to either go to nerdentai.social our official forums for the nerdentai podcast network or to go to our discord and you can find invite for that at nerdentai.com slash discord um, either of those are great places you can directly speak to me any day Literally, I'll, I'll get notifications on my phone. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Anyways, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another month of the show, Magickens. And remember, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands. I'll talk to you guys next month.